Okay, let's try that. Hi. Um, so we started recording and we lost... Maybe... F- we recorded for about 10... Five minutes. Five, ten minutes. And something recorded crapped out again. And it yeah, because... Didn't capture... Anyways. Is it capturing now? I think so. It looks okay. like sure it looks like it. Okay. Hi, welcome to our shitty podcast. <laughs> uh, mm, I love when things go wrong. Technology troubles. Okay. okay. So. Now we got to make it snappy because. Yeah, now we only have a half hour because we have a time limit. Well, we still have after we go pick up our yeah. daughter, but want to do it before. Um, this is a podcast where we talk about our movies. <laughs> Today we're talking about the movie nine, the number nine, not the spelled out word. <laughs> um, animated movie. Directed uh, by Shane Acker. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. It started out as his student film <laughs> short at UCLA. Oh, no, it's a shitty episode. Got nominated for Academy Yeah, Award, it started blah, blah. off. So he made a short film in... 2005 when he was with UCLA, UCLA Animation Workshop. Um, he was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Animated Short. And then he turned it into a feature film in 2009. Do you know what won in that category? I don't. Um, I don't think there was any... I don't think it was Pixar, if that's what you're asking. Okay. Mm. Um, this movie opened on 999. <laughs> September 9th, 2009. 2009. Um, and it's about this little, about this uh, dystopian world that uh, is just, all the humans are gone, basically, and the like last scientist created. So man-made these... machines <laughs> to help man. They destroyed man and like all the plants. Mm-hmm. And the scientists who created this initial machine had intended to instill within it humanity, but before he could, his weird Soviet-style government seized the machine and Mm -hmm. put it to work making other machines in the name of progress. Mm -hmm. And so then this machine ends up, you know, sort of outthinking the people around it and turned against humanity, humankind. Mm -hmm. And... They eventually, the machines won, and the scientist who had initially created that machine, I guess, quickly makes nine little, what they call what are called stitch punk rag dolls. Yeah. That are sort of steampunk fabric. Mm-hmm. Makes these nine little rag dolls and puts a piece of his personality and humanity basically into each, each one. Each one. They're all and numbered. Then he dies after making the final one. Number nine. They're essentially just nine horcruxes. Mm, okay. They're just bits of his soul. Mm-hmm. And so these little nine little rag dolls are, look like burlap sack, uh-huh. potato bag people, which are real creepy. Yeah. it looks like the mask from The Strangers. Oh. Yeah. Or like a scarecrow's mask from Batman. It's the same Dark material. Knight. Yeah, that burlap. Yeah. Real creepy looking. Dark man? What'd you say? No, the from Batman Dark Knight, Begins. Batman Begins, whatever, with yeah. with uh, Scarecrow. Killian Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, and we we meet nine first, and he basically meets all the other numbers along the way of his journey to and find. I think so. Those the first. I thought they were looking for the scientists. Were looking for what happened to the scientists. The they first, were on some kind of journey that wasn't really told. The first eight 
or had been living on their own for who knows however long. Mm-hmm. They had kind of banded together. Whereas Nine, even though he's meeting these other creatures for the first time, he seems to have more um, curiosity in him. Well, I have the little others. descriptions of each number. I can go and through all of them. He decides that he needs to find out who they are, why they are, and who made them, and if they have a purpose. That yeah. The other eight are just trying to survive. Yeah. This um, machine who made like these dogs that hunt other machines, yeah. I guess, that don't conform. Um. So number nine is voiced by uh, Elijah Wood. Oh, blue eyes. Oh, blue eyes. You might know from. Oh, new blue eyes. <laughs> you might know from the Lord of the Rings movies and other stuff. Um, the good son. A, a phone, a phone. or something. Do you want to see? Pause. Nah. What if it's the school? Oh yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't the school calling. It was just junk. Yeah. So nine is the youngest of the group, and he represents the scientists' humanity, big-heartedness, thoughtfulness, and sincerity. He's very intelligent, but he can make mistakes due to his curiosity. Okay. He seeks the truth in the history of his creation and wishes to wishes to know the meaning of life. And then uh, he meets one. Voiced um, by. Voiced by Christopher Plummer. Mr. Von Trapp? Mr. Von Trapp. Okay. Yes. Um, one is uh, the cowardly, arrogant portion of the scientist's personality. He is the self-appointed leader of the group, demanding absolute loyalty from the others and frequently clashing with Nine, who refuses to follow him. Uh-huh. Um, he's seen to be quite rude, lacking guilt for his actions where the others do not do when the others do not do what he's asked. Okay. So he's an old rude guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's number two. <laughs> number two. Mm. Voiced by Martin Landau. Um, he's the creative and genius portion of the scientist personality. This is the first one that Nine meets in is his Is this adventure. the first one? I wish it was listed in order of how he meets. Yeah, he meets number two first. Um, he's a kind, delicate, old inventor. He's fascinated by garbage and scrap, so he's like you, mm-hmm. and loves to explore the wastelands and look for parts of his inventions. Okay. Um, who's he meeting after that? Do you know? No. Because we have five. Uh, voiced by John C. Riley. Yep. Uh, who I know from. Well, he's, I think in, he might he's been in next. tons of stuff, but I know I know him mostly from Chicago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's the healer. Well, he's Wreck-It Ralph. Well, yeah, but I know him the best well, from okay. Chicago. Whatever, Mr. Cellophane. Uh, he's the creative and genius portion of the scientist personality. He is a kind. I'm reading Martin Landau again. Let's. Read John C. Riley. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's Monday. So five is caring, nurturing, and the loyal, big-hearted common man who always tries to play the peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Um, he's seen as the most frightened by the situation as shown throughout the movie. So he's always, he's freaked out about mm-hmm. this dystopia. Mm-hmm. And the, I don't know. He doesn't know what he is. He's always worried um, that Nine's going to get them into trouble. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He lost an eye during a battle between man and machine after Seven found him with Three and Four. Okay. That doesn't happen in the movie, though. That's just his backstory. No, I think we... Because the man, yeah. there's no man. Well, we see a little bit, but... Do we? Was it backstory? Yeah, it's all flashback. Yeah, flashback. 
but yeah. Anyway. And despite being afraid of conflict, he is skilled with his weapons of choice and is seen to mend the other members of the group when they're hurt. So, the healer who's... Okay. Um, six. Sure. Uh, voiced by Crispin Glover, who you may know as George McFly from the Back to the Future series. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to picture him in the in this movie. I'm trying to picture which little <gasps> rag doll that was. Yeah, but. I mean they all have little variances. Well, I mean, yeah, there's that big. There's the big, the big fat brute guy. One, the big brutus. And then seven, I know, is like white burlap or uh-huh. like white cloth or something. With the cool little bird helmet thing. Um, six, I don't know what six looks like, but it sounds like Crispin Glover. Okay. Um, he's the artistic portion of the scientist personality. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He sees things that the others in the group doesn't see. Don't see. Doesn't? He's one who's always drawing that, the symbol. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's a little, he's a little crazy. His fingers are made of ink pen nibs. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. He's a little crazy. So he uses that to draw. His eyes are disproportionate in size. <laughs> um... Possibly to pre- represent his mental instability. So he's got crazy eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, next one is number seven, who is a standout. It's Jennifer Connelly. She's the only girl. She's the fighter. Mm-hmm. The fighter part of the personality and probably the only female. We're not sure. Like three and four are twins, but, but they, they don't. They're non-speaking. They don't speak. And so we don't know if they're boy, girl, boy, boy, girl, girl. I assume they were two boys. They're sort of they sort of look like they're little, like little monks or Yeah. Like nuns kind of they're <laughs> either monks or nuns. They're kind of habited, you know, they're Yeah, they have little hoods hooded. and stuff. Um and they're very you know they close in on themselves a lot, like kind of They're I little, liked them the best. They're very I'm timid. Like, they're shy and they yeah. catalog things. Um but Seven is the fighter. She's a rebel and a loner. She's willing to take many risks risks for the good of her people she seems very attached to three and four and acts as mm-hmm. a mother or older sister figure to them so mm-hmm. she's like because are they found all together yeah she the, the, the two of those two stay with her at the mm-hmm. beginning of the yeah. when we first meet and then uh finally there's eight voiced by fred tadascori which i looked it up and he's got about two billion he's one of those uh, guys, voice yeah. actor mm-hmm. credits done all the things that need voices um he's the brutish ruffian from the scientist personality he's a master of weapons and yields one half a scissor and a knife (laughs) um he's the largest of the group but the least intelligent he's also responsible for for protecting one as seen in a a battle with the winged metal monster Mm -hmm. um and like we said three and four um they're twins. They're the historians of the group and parts of the scientist's personality. Both are unable to speak, but are capable of using flickering lights in their eyes to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they, protect, they project images from their eyes to share information with the other stitch punks. They're very intelligent and energetic. Um, oh, they're found with five by seven. During, remember during the, the battle between man and machine? Okay. Their so, genders are unknown and never revealed throughout the movie. Okay. It's like Terminator, man, yeah. machine. Yeah. So those are all the stitch punks. Um, and they get in various predicaments throughout the movie. Basically, what's happening is I think a lot of the time they're following nine. 
even though not not to follow but to catch they're trying to catch him basically uh-huh. and he keeps getting himself and them into situations mm-hmm. but he it's because he's trying to find out the mysteries of their existence, I guess. Yeah, like, why are they there? Because he has that Where weird is... little, like, button. Yeah, what was the that? The little gumdrop. That he hides in his... Yeah, the little gumdrop with self. the little glyphs on it. Which, it... And we see... Because we see them find one of the little weird other creatures, the little dog robots. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, like, picking at a thing, and it turns uh-huh. out to be that little bit, and it's trying to put it in. Uh-huh. So now I'm clicks it into a place and all other shit happens. Mm-hmm. I think someone's, one of the stitch punks gets their, what looks like soul sucked in. Um. So nine inadvertently activates some other big machine, which sucks in one of their, looks like, looks like it sucks in a soul. Yeah. They, from they, one of them. they get the, the insides are like fried. Yeah, and, and so this little shell of Stitch Punk no longer works. And who's the first to die? Do you remember? Well, two is the first one that gets caught, taken by the machine, uh-huh. which is what causes Nine to go take five with him to go try to rescue him. Mm-hmm. And they sort of get him back, and then he's in, I, and then he's sort of killed. Yeah. But anyways, but that's when Nine realizes that it's. Not quite killing them. It's just taking their essence out. Yeah. And so now they're on. He's on a mission to figure out what that's all about and blah blah blah. Yeah. And we're in. but at the at the end, we lose a few. We lose. We I lose don't know who. One, two, mm-hmm. five. Yep. And one more, right? Because five survive. Five doesn't survive. I mean, five stitch oh, yeah. punks then. So one, two, is it eight? Five. The big guy? It must be. Because we don't lose the twins. Oh, we might lose. Wait, one, two. Six? Maybe it might, six. It might be six. Yeah, we really know this movie, guys. Are you doing math? I can't remember how many are left at the end. Is it four of them or is it five? Um, so I want to say both three and four survive, but I don't know if that's true. I thought they both did. They must, because, I mean, you really couldn't have one without the other. Three, four, seven, and nine for sure. That's definitely four. But is there, does number six survive? I know number eight. I think the big guy, he he gets, I guess, killed. Well, I... I looked at who dies in this movie. It says six, eight, five. One and two. One and seven. Who's seven? Do we even talk about seven? Seven's the girl. Oh, yeah. Did she die? No. I don't think so. This movie... It, who dies? Oh. The problem with this movie was... It, it didn't... No, the, okay. This says five, one, six, two, and eight. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of what we... Got to, well, that's five and four, and then so it's three, three four, four, nine, seven, and, and nine. seven. Three, four, seven, nine. Yeah, cool. I mean, this movie, it I couldn't really, it's I hard mean, to follow. I mean, even though it's short, and you kind of like, okay, 
Like you get, world, you get what's going on. You don't know why. You're kind of just following them along their journey. But I don't really know what their journey is. And I don't really know how it ended. Even though I watched it. So I, I, they, in the end, they win. What but they, what do they win? Yeah. Because... The world's still over, really. Because what, it, what we find out in the movie is that the machines had been able to kill off mankind and because by developing i can't talk Dude, by developing pan. like poison gas and stuff so they poisoned the humans which uh-huh. also poisons the animals and plants and i think i'd either seen on screen or read in like the imdb or wiki or whatever mm-hmm. that it kills all microbial life which means there's nothing organic living on the yeah. planet yeah. Which means you can't ever get anything back. Yeah. So it's just a planet of machines that are going to keep going until yeah. they stop working. So what's the, I mean, what's the point? Yeah. That's why, yeah, I am curious to watch that animated short to see. Because these five remaining or four remaining about. little ragdolls can't do anything because they're not, they're not human. They have components of humanity, but that's just a personality. Yeah. So they can't make life so what, 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 what why um we saw this panel at comic-con back in 2009 and it was with timur beckman betov which i thought is why we i thought he yeah. was a director and then i realized He's a producer and danny elfman was there which i was excited to see danny elfman and i think this is one of those panels where we weren't even there to see this panel it was just one You're of the in ones college. that were in between yeah but I was excited to see, see Danny Elfman. I was excited to see Elijah Wood. Do you mean Tim Burton? Yeah, I always say Danny Elfman. That's the music guy. He did the music <laughs> for this movie. Him and Deborah Laurie. <laughs> Tim Burton! Uh, I've never seen Danny Elfman. I haven't either. I've, I never got to go um, to any of the I was excited to see Tim Burton, Elijah Wood. Um, it was cool to see Jennifer Connelly because I was like, oh, hey. Were all the voices Labyrinth. there? Did you look up the pictures? Um, Not all the voices. I remember. Elijah I remember Jennifer and, and Elijah were there. Maybe they were the only ones. And Danny I don't. Elfman. I don't remember seeing. Oh, because I think I would have taken some kind of mental note that I saw Captain Von Trapp if Christopher Plummer. Oh, was he there. definitely did not see Christopher and Plummer. I don't know that Martin Landau was no. there. Um, no, Martin Landau. Because I, I feel think, like I would have enjoyed seeing him, but I think I also. I think it was just. Feel like I did see him, but I don't think the I two did. Of them. <laughs> um, who was that? Oh, <laughs> I have a picture of Tim Burton, Elijah Wood, and Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> Maybe even just the three of them, plus Timur. Maybe I know Timur Beckman, Beckman. Timur. Um, yeah, and I remember thinking, "Oh, this movie looks really cool," and it does look. Oh, it looks super cool. Great. I mean, the animation is great. The the darkness of it. Um, the sound, I mean, it's a beautifully it's a, made movie. It's a cool, creepy looking little movie. Um, but I just don't, I think it missed. The, the, the storytelling the, wasn't there. Yeah, it was there, but not really. Like it told enough to where you could, it's, it's one of those where it's, well, you decide what happened. Well, no, you tell me what happened. Yeah. I want to be spoon-fed. Be spoon. Spoon-fed my, my movie. Um, 
But so this movie had a thirty million dollar, but I wrote thirty dollar budget. <laughs> had a thirty dollar budget, no thirty million dollar budget. Um, how much do you think it made? Do you think it made its budget? I would say it made fifty five. Not quite. Was it a flop? Did it flop out? It, no, it, it made 48.4. Okay. So it exceeded the budget, but... Just barely. Not enough to... In 2009 numbers, eh, you know. That's not a hit. I mean... No, he probably wanted to get over 50. Um, I I think it just didn't have enough going forward for people to convince other people to go see it. I mean... And I'm sure parents are like, oh, I don't know if I want my kids to see this. It's not a kid's... I mean, it's, it's not like it's scary, nothing, but it's definitely dark. I there's think. nothing scary or creepy or, you know... I mean, it's PG-13. It. But it, it is dark and gloomy, and it's not it's not a happy movie. No. It doesn't even... Because it doesn't have a happy ending. It doesn't... Our, our heroes win, question mark. But, I mean... But I think we've already established that. What it's it's mean? like all the worst pieces of Wally. I mean, it's <laughs> all like the bleakest aspects of Wally or or this movie yeah. with no payoff, no you know life finds a way moment. No, yeah. you know we can start over. It doesn't even have like a, a day after tomorrow kind of ending. There's no there's no hope at the end of this movie. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes is? 71. No. What? 57. Mm. So I think a lot of people run the same lines as what we're saying. Is that it looks great, but it just doesn't... It's not really a gripping story to get invested in. You know? So remember that we were in that panel for that movie Skyline? Uh Uh-huh. And it was basically made by those two guys in their... LA apartment mm-hmm. with their own money, blah blah, and it looked amazing. Like it had no budget. Yeah, it looked. It was, like, it was like it was an indie film, and it looked amazing. Yeah, and they made it on a shoestring budget. Mm-hmm. So I saw that movie, and it looks so good. It looks so cool. It's a piece of shit though. It's fun to look at and watch, but it lacks the story. Yeah, and so it. It's one of those, it just, it's not enough to, mm-hmm. you know, it can't just look good. That's what I think. It can't just be like a sweet, sugary thing. It has to have substance in it. Also, I'm curious what the, the animated short was. Because if all they did was take the animated short and just added like some action sequences, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if the storytelling was more condensed and better in the short. Whereas this, if you add a bunch of stuff to make it over it, it an did hour, feel like, yeah, they, it's just filler, and then you lose the story because with filler. When you have a good arc, but it's only in a short amount of time, and then you try stretching it out, then that arc becomes a very slow, yeah, and which a low lot of hump. you know that happens to a lot of movies. We gotta make this, you know, movie like we gotta add a bunch of stuff, and then you lose some things. Like it, That's it has why editing a, is so important. It has a mediocre beginning and an ending, and the and the peak is one microscopic notch above mediocre. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even think of parts of some parts of this movie that like stood out that I liked, except for the look of the every, characters. Every part of the movie looked like if you took a screenshot of the movie, 
You wouldn't know where in that movie that story no. took place. No, because the background, everything the colors the, are all the same. Everything looks the same at all times. Yeah. But the I would love to have little figurines of each character. Oh, well, yeah. Because they look great. They and like awesome. the design, the design of them is great. And if that's all your movie has going for you, it's not going to make it. No. But you know who likes this movie? Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert liked this movie. Three out of four. Uh, he said it's a beautifully animated, it's beautifully animated and intriguingly unwholesome. Hmm. Nevertheless, worth seeing. I mean, it looks good and it's. Basically, he's saying it looks good and it's gloomy. Yeah, which is what we said. I'd probably give it two out of four, though, not three. It just, it, it wow. lacks. Like, I think the voice acting is good. Mm-hmm. And I think... And technically, it looks good. It has everything going for it, except there's no story that moves me. Yeah, and it's not enough to make you... Like, oh, you know what movie I want to watch again? Nine. Like, the premise is there. There's just nothing yeah. that really fills it out. So would you watch this movie again? I, well, I remember when I thought I watched it on Netflix. Yeah. So I never did before I watched part of it on Netflix. And then I apparently I stopped because when, when I went to go watch it for this, oh, it, it says, Con- continue watching. And you're like, I'm like oh, yeah. And when I... I Hit yes to see where I was, and it wasn't very far. Like so I didn't get thirteen minutes. I didn't get very it. far in. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, but I know I know I've seen it previously in full, mm-hmm. which I'm sure I'm guessing is when we got the Blu-ray. I, I mean, I, I never. It, so. I don't remember getting it. I don't remember. I don't either. I don't remember receiving or buying it. I, to be honest, I may have bought it. Maybe. But I can't picture it. Yeah. So. And I don't know if I'll ever. I think our daughter is a little curious because she was asking us a lot of questions about it. Um. I would I would sit and watch it with her if she wanted to. Yeah. Like if it was on, if I was if I happened to be walking by and it was on, I would stop and stand there and watch a little bit. I wouldn't sit and watch the rest of it. I don't think. But I mean, the good thing is, yeah, it's eighty minutes, so it's it's cool to look at. Just it's over an hour, it's you just, know. Um. Yeah. But I don't know if I'll... I don't know. It's fine. Like it's on not, Netflix if you're curious. It's not someone. It's not something I would have someone come over and go, hey, let's watch Nine. <laughs> yeah, no. I would do that for, hey, let's watch Biodome. Oh, jeez. But not Nine. Should we ask Google what we should watch next? I'm done talking about Nine. I don't know. I don't think I have anything else to say. Does... It's fine. Uh, I'm trying to think of the... I do have an issue with, in general, of like animated productions casting big names just for the sake of having a big name actor. Mm, who's your big name? Well, Elijah Wood and Jennifer Connelly, I guess. Oh. You know? But, I mean, these roles, they should have gone to voice actors, I think. Mm. You know? Get your Tara Strongs and your Great Elisles and... No, I don't have an issue with that. I mean, but I mean, this Elijah movie... Elijah did a voice in Over the Garden Wall. No, I know. But I mean, this movie had nothing going for it other than these actors. Other than the names, maybe. Because you don't know the producer. You don't know the the director. You don't know... Yeah, and this movie probably would have done better as like a Netflix original. 
I mean, I know that didn't exist back in the day. Yeah, if this was... Or even like a a series where they could focus on more story. Like if this was like an Over the Garden Wall little miniseries on... They could put more story instead of like, well, let's fill these action scenes to make it a movie. But if they actually did like a series, they could create... Because you could make little vignettes Standalone storylines yeah. for each episode, which I think for, could bring out more character. Do more a... F- even more flashback. Yeah, you could do an episode for each character. You would do an episode for... You could do nine episodes. The, the scientists. You could yeah. do like the, the prequel. Ten episodes. You have the be- you know the beginning. Mm-hmm. You have, and then one about each. Yeah. Each of the little ragdolls. I could see that. And I don't, you never know. It, anything's possible these days with yeah. with streaming services. They may say, you know what? Movies bombed but may have a future. You never know. Anyway, yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean it. Yeah, you've we've said everything that needs to be said. Cause yeah, it would be hard to turn over the garden wall into one movie. Because it's so many little vignettes. Mm-hmm. Cause it's all the p- different people. They're that all he like meets. they're all like tiny little chapters. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which is why that works as a. Mm-hmm. What is it? What was that on? Was that on? Cartoon Network. Cartoon. Yeah, that's right. It's yep. only a handful of episodes. Mm-hmm. Like 10, I think. Mm-hmm. Like a, a short, single-season show. Mm-hmm. That'd be, that could be interesting for mine. Mm-hmm. Anyways. To Google. To Google. This might be our shortest one. Yeah. I don't know. Short movie. Nothing to say. Um, I forgot how many we have. Okay. Hey, Google. Pick a number from 1 and 269. 218. Wow. 218. What? Shrek the third. God damn it, Google. (laughs) Pick the first one. Have I even seen Shrek the third? I have not. I think I saw the the second one. Oh, yeah. We saw it in the theater. (laughs) That's right. It was fucking hilarious. Oh, because that's the one with Prince Charming or whatever, right? Yeah. I don't know what Shrek the third is. But... Another animated movie. I didn't even know we had that. I didn't either. Okay. Cool. All right, cool. Shrek the Third. Um, I don't, I don't know. know if it's streaming anywhere. Well, I'll say I don't know what kind of sound clips or music I'm going to put for this episode, but is there music from nine? I don't know. I mean, Danny Elfman did the music. I know I looked up soundtrack. Oh, you know what? Um, Somewhere Over the Rainbow plays in this movie. Because uh-huh, that's part of the... That's like yeah. the, the big... Like a big... A big... In quotes, a big plot point. Yeah, so you can play that. There you go. There's your... I think it's, yeah, it's probably, on that record. Probably copyright free now. They find that record. It's And it's the Judy Garland. I yeah, mean, it's from Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's not like some Canadian production. It's like generic. Yeah. All right. Free. Anyways. Well, cool. Um, if you... Uh, mm-hmm. If you have access to Shrek the Third, why don't you give it a watch? See if it's worth it. I have no idea what it's about. That's not the last one, though. It's not? Because isn't there Shrek Forever After or something? I don't know. That is like the fourth one? I don't know. I don't know either. We don't. This, we only have three of them. Because wasn't there a separate Puss in Boots movie? Yeah, it's oh, called okay. Puss in Boots. Yeah. Guess we'll find out more next week. But okay. That's all, guys. Well, hopefully it's streaming. I can watch it at work. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.